The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Great to have you in on a Monday. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We are presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbo. We have a special in-studio guest. Jack Erickson is shadowing. Run and hide, son. Run and hide. We have plenty of football to talk. Nebraska-Minnesota thoughts. The first hour open for you if you still care about the Nebraska football season. Morbid curiosity. We'll dive into the sitting head coach, the interim head coach, versus some of those guys that got bowl eligible and uh, what's what's really happening with the Nebraska coaching search. Numbers to dial up can join us on Hale Bar City Radio, 466-3776-466-3776. Toll free across the state where you hear us, one 800 825 5865. Can email the show Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Give us a follow. Find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. And we are streaming live, so can interact that way on ESPN Lincoln's Facebook, ESPN Lincoln's Twitter, and the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter at H Varsity Radio. It is Michigan week. The spread is 29 and a half. Mm-hmm. Not good. Uh, what was worse, the second half of Nebraska outscored 17-3 to by the Fighting Flex. And as joyous as maybe you were watching the game at a watch party or at the game as a longtime fan with longtime season tickets or just in your Husker den, it was a 180. It was a 180 from momentum, emotion, juice, dare I say, to the second half of being outscored and really just outcoached. Uh, Fleck and his staff tend to do that, but there's some critical missteps, i.e. quarterback, that Nebraska still needs to figure out, right? Quarterback issues, offensive identity, and uh, run commitment are all things we'll dive into. And a, a bigger picture question with Nebraska football do they have any wins left in them? And I'm not talking just about Saturday. Wisconsin has turned the corner, it seems. Iowa has turned the corner, it seems. And, uh, you know, Iowa can get bowl eligible before Nebraska. Uh, Wisconsin needs a win as well, but they wrap. I mean, think where Wisconsin's at at 5-4. and four. Uh, Wisconsin wraps with, with Iowa, and then they got to take on Minnesota. Uh, otherwise, uh, <laughs> that that job interview may turn sour for old Lenny. 
and Wisconsin could go elsewhere. So take your thoughts and calls and emails as well, but just really a, a deflating result for Nebraska football, Elijah. And it you shouldn't be judged on one one quarter, one game. You've got a body of work if you're Mickey Joseph. And here's the the the, the true wrestling match that's going on if I put myself in Trev's sport coat. I'm evaluating. I see some really good things. I also have to consider the context. You look at the hand you're dealt. And now the dreaded November Big Ten injuries have reared their ugly head, at least a quarterback spot that makes your offense and what Whipple wants to do and likes to do more viable. You haven't gotten into any crazy weather yet, but you saw instances of trying to throw the football if you're Purdue. You saw instances of trying to throw the football if you're Ohio State. Stroud was 11 of 26. Ohio State had to go under center with a tight with a double tight end and counter their way to a 21-7 win against one in eight Northwestern. So November is going to show up. The weather's going to change. It's going to be garbage trying to throw the football half the game if you're going into the wind. It screams necessity of a run game. And Elijah, Nebraska, they got away from the run game when they were up. It wasn't a, a, a case of chasing points. It wasn't a case of, well, you know, this is what the def- – you can't – you can't take everything away on defense. I know that. But Nebraska wasn't executing, and it, it comes back down to just some stubbornness or what you see in practice and what, what is happening on Saturday. What I've seen from Logan Smothers shouldn't be up for debate if Casey can't go on Saturday. You ride, you ride number eight, let him do his thing, and you put a game plan around him to try and be competitive in this. And guess what? He could play a really smart game, not have any turnovers, be gritty and tough for you. But you gotta you gotta shift what you like doing and what you think your offense is best at to what's gonna give you a chance to win. And and they got uh, they got Everest to climb on on Saturday with a national TV audience. Thanks for that. And what was demoralizing about Saturday and why I think there's less air behind the sails of Mickey Joseph right now is the fact that Minnesota was 100% willing to throw away what they do well defensively after the first quarter. P.J. Fleck said that post game. He said, huddled up with the defensive coordinator and said, you know what, we're throwing out everything we game planned for this week because it's clearly not working. What they did is they, they sold out they a little adjusted. bit more to stop the run. They adjusted. They dared Chubba Purdy to beat him through the air, and Chubba could not do that. So that, that's one of the reasons Anthony Grant, I think the number was less than 10 carries when Nebraska had the lead. Anthony Grant had less than 10. He was 8 for 80. 10 for 80. 10 for 80, 10 nothing. Mm-hmm. That, that, those are the numbers. Any, any, any 18 for 28 the rest of the game? And I, I believe he was on his 18th carry whenever Minnesota retook the lead. So I, between having a ten nothing lead and Minnesota coming back, I believe it was eight carries, which, and 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 six three and outs. Yes, which almost seems borderline nonsensical that an offense is that inept. I mean, were you riding on the feelings of what you did in the first drive? I mean, you think, oh, you know, what, this is working. 
I think every Husker fan that was watching that game saw in the second quarter, this is bad. Chubba Purdy is not able to, to run this offense whenever he has to go be a pocket passer. It's not working. I'm still confused looking back now on just how little Travis Vokalek was used. A, a safety valve matchup nightmare kind of guy. Man, that's the kind of guy that I think you'd want your, your young experience quarterback to target. security blanket, man. Yes. Just dink and dunk it for six or four or eight or whatever. Do, do you not want your young, inexperienced quarterback to have a safety blanket? Why are you trying to continue pushing the ball downfield? That, that, looking back at the game, is confusing me more than it did immediately post-game. The Anthony Grant rushing total, uh, total I understand because Minnesota changed their game plan, but why don't you change your game plan and put in the running quarterback who's going to make the defense think a little bit more, take one guy to, to account for the quarterback every single play, give you a numbers advantage in the box. Why aren't you doing that whenever the run game becomes ineffective as opposed to just airing it out deep, which Chubba Purdy couldn't do? Simply put, Nebraska got outcoached on Saturday, and for that reason, I think there is less air behind Mickey Joseph, the sales of Mickey Joseph, I should say, right now. Just in that Husker fans, from post-game reaction to what I'm seeing on Twitter to what people are telling me, it's, well, I still like Mickey, but if Trev does decide to go another way, this is from the people who, you get it. who were really supporting Mickey as of two weeks ago. It's now, a, a you know what, if Mickey's the guy, I'm happy with that, but I'm also going to be happy if Nebraska goes elsewhere, because simply put, Nebraska got squarely outcoached by Minnesota on Saturday. That happens. I, I think Minnesota's got a great coaching staff. They do that to a lot of teams. But I, it was just very, very demoralizing the way Nebraska took the lead and then the way they never once adjusted while Minnesota took control of that football game. You have the last two weeks where we're talking about context and what Mickey's inherited. The, 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 the whole ball of wax is a mess, and he has got them to play well at times. He's got them to play hard. He's got them to win some close games. He's got them to be in a lot of ball games. But the last two weeks, I think Mickey understands what the Big Ten is. I think he's a smart dude. I think he gets it. I think he looks at his roster. And you got to figure out a way to, to, to giddy up with what you have. And he, and he knows that. He's been to enough spots in his coaching life to understand that I'm not going to have the biggest, fastest, strongest, most talented. Pre-LSU, he's been a guy that's climbed the ladder. And and he's been a part of staffs that have had to adjust. So it's just this. And listen, I, I don't want to make this, and, and I know it's unpopular opinion, I still have a, a long enough memory to remember when Nebraska's scoring a, a bunch of points or the perfect play call is executed to get you a win. I mean, Whipple's the one dialing up. Well, it may not that be hard to take, but he called it. Hell, let's throw it down to Palmer. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> Son, you run real fast straight. Casey, tell your boys you need about three seconds and throw that bastard up in the air. He'll run under it, touchdown. Indiana, uh, the, the the scared straight Purdue, right? I mean, so Whipple's had a positive effect offensively when it's been optimal, okay? And for the life of me, he's too good a coach to not flip and switch to Grant, to go back to the double tight end. And the unscripted versus the scripted. You've seen some exquisite drives, the first two drives uh, for the most part, right? Uh, Rutgers also, the the big shock play to to take the lead in that rock fight. Listen, um, 
he he is catching heat and hell right now, and and I get it. You're you're upset as a Nebraska fan. That being said, he's also when it's been optimal dialed the right play up in some big moments in some tight games. So there's this. Well, let's uh, let's clean Whipple's desk out. No, I'm not. I'm not there. But I need to see some change. You can't be static with what you're dealing with now at quarterback. And listen, God love you for having the back of your kid you brought in as, 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 with, as, with Pretty. Kid, the kid you recruited, you were going to probably land him at Pitt. And there is some good in Pretty, but it, it, he's going to need some more watering. Okay, it, it ain't doing him any favors or the football team to keep throwing him out there. And, and asking him to do what he's been unable to do or be comfortable with in the pocket. If you're going to play him, your, your, your play chart, your menu is, is the, the check down, right? It's, it's letting Alante Brown beat the hell out of some cornerback, find Palmer in the slot, get seven, hope someone misses a tackle and make 7-17, or hand it off, or zone read it. I mean, there are ways to use the kid's athleticism and arm. What, and every time he tried to throw more than 15 yards, it was just an adventure. Now, with Smothers, yeah, you, you're up against it, and you ask him to throw the most difficult pass in football into the wind, a back shoulder on fourth and 400, and Washington has a, an amazing catch. He stepped up and made the play. Washington, of course, a gorgeous grab. But you didn't call it until you were absolutely back against the wall forced to do it. Mm. So learn from all of that the last three weeks and, and just put a game plan together and ride with it that way. I'm not saying don't throw the football. I'm not saying don't look at Purdy and what he can do if he shows it to you in practice. Maybe that's the, that's the delicacy right here is when do you move off of somebody for good because Minnesota didn't. The quarterback had two had a, a game and a half of bad outings. And he came in and kicked butt in the second half in awful, awful conditions situation wise, where that offense is down ten nothing. Ten nothing feels like twenty eight nothing to that offense. Who's on the phone? Got Chris on the line. Chris, thanks for calling. Welcome into Hale Varsity, bud. Go ahead. Hey guys. Great show. Um yeah, and, and remember that sixty yard end run we had uh we ran against Purdue. Yeah, I yeah, wouldn't do that yeah. again either. Let's not let's shelve that. We know that works. <laughs> let's see if we can find something else that works. No reason to have Trey wind himself by having to run sixty yards on an end around again. But yeah, no, I, I think Mickey's gotten a pass on everything. Bush has been the real deal. He's like the one Bush who comes too. out shining in this. The offense has been awful since Frost left. Um, Fourteen think, points. Do you think it's awful? Do you think it's awful? Do you th- really think it's awful? I think it's been inconsistent. I'll give you that. But I, I don't want to. Points in four games or less. Well, but and, the, I mean, four, the Purdue. 14, are you forgetting the? Are you, are you forgetting the Purdue game? No, they 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 had that one really good game against Purdue and a pretty good game against Indiana. But one out two of wins. Six, I mean, isn't you know one out of six doesn't do much and and. Uh, you know, watching all these teams with backup quarterbacks are prepared and ready to go. Kansas kicking butt by three touchdowns over a top twenty team with a backup. Mm-hmm. They're going bowling, so we're once again officially the worst worst football team in uh, Big Five. The only team that hasn't made a bowl since sixteen. So, um, and and all these teams with backup quarterbacks getting it done, and uh, and and 
uh, Whipple doesn't like Smothers, so Smothers isn't going to get well, the look he's that, like. Whatever, whatever, whatever that dynamic, Chris, whatever that dynamic is, he better learn to love Smothers. Yeah, I hear you. I hope he does. I mean, I'd like to see more of Smothers Same and see what, he's, what we got with him. He's, he's done decent in the limited opportunities. Uh, I mean, he's, he's definitely done better than Purdy. So, and you give him some, uh, uh, you start him off with 10, 15 plays scripted, um, you know, maybe he, he Did it against the a, Iowa defense for game. three quarters. Chris, thanks for the phone call, bud. Thanks. Good stuff. Yeah, the offense has struggled. You've, you've upped your competition level defensively. You've gone against some some big time defenses. Uh, keep taking your calls here at four six six three seven seven six, or can email Chris at hailvarsity.com. First hours for you with Hale Varsity. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, managing editor of Hale Varsity, and I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast ten dollars off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we produce: ten issues of our monthly magazine our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal. Reminder to get buckled up. Using your seatbelt saves lives, prevents injuries only if properly worn. Buckle up, a message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. You're in Omaha. Well, uh, come see us on Friday, Roadshow Friday at the Hale Varsity Club in La Vista, 4 to 6. And we will be back. Watch party going on for Nebraska, Michigan from noon to 2. Taking you up to kickoff with uh, Nebraska and Michigan from the Hale Varsity Club on Saturday. So you are invited out. Incredible appetizers elijah is already thinking about that monster pretzel i know you are so let's let's get into this <laughs> back on the rail <laughs> back back into football <laughs> three and six high five um chris brought up a, an interesting question and he's he's been vocal about about the offense do you think the offense this is going to sound like just the worst question ever. But do you think the offense is that bad, or are you more inclined to look at at what's being called? And and let's just chop this up for a little bit. the The strength of this offense is Thompson to Palmer, not on the menu. So now you do what? Well, you've got a you've got a pro in Grant to run the football, and yeah, he went over a hundred. What he finished with twenty carries, over twenty. Over, so he did go over twenty, but the week before he had a whopping twelve against Illinois. And I know you're going up against uh, the best defense in the country, statistically pre pre Michigan State, and and you're going up against a top six rush defense in Minnesota, but. You know, Nebraska's got offensive linemen on scholarship, too. Piper had a good ball game. 
I'm picking a double tight look, single back, let's just hammer away, make sure we get some yards, even if it's a couple. I know that puts you in second and bad. But that that's safer than asking Logan to, or, or Chubba. Chubba for sure to, to complete something on first down. After those first two drives that were less than five-yard throws didn't happen. So is the offense that bad or is it a question about the coordinator? And you've got some interesting dynamics going on, don't you? Think about chain of command for a moment. You have this situation that is, all right, I'm Scott, I've hired Mickey, I've hired Whipple, uh, and here we are. Well, Scott is not here, and the, the guy who's been a head coach for a lot of years is now and still the offensive coordinator. Mickey was the associate head coach. He got promoted, rightfully so. Now, you know, and, and there's been coaches we've talked to, you know, what's, what's Whipple's end game? Go make some money, leave Pitt, and maybe get another head coaching job? Or just come in, run my offense, let's see what we can do. Let's, uh, let's have some fun at a, at a blue blood like Nebraska. And I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. But, but Mickey's a guy that is not afraid to communicate. He's quite capable of communicating. Is Mickey a guy that can sit whipped down? We kind of joke about it, but it, it, that talk needs to happen about what they can do and what they want to do offensively. And, and what's allowed to be done. You got to put your kids in the best position to succeed. And if I'm Whipple and I'm looking at it, well, what do we do? What, you know, if I'm Whipple, thought bubble, what do they do well on offense? Occasionally they give the quarterback enough time to find Trey Palmer. There's been some glimpses of the run game, Elijah, but not, not enough consistency. And then you're screwed because it's second and third and long with a backup quarterback and two tackles that at times against really good edge rushers get dominated. Mm -hmm. So you're at third and long with an inexperienced quarterback, and that's part of your your, your your, your six consecutive three and outs. So you got to really figure out what you can live with and survive on offensively. That's his job, but it's also Mickey's job to tell Whipple what he wants, what he's seen, and I think the, the the Chubb experiment as a starter needs needs to fade away. Mm-hmm. What what I'll say about the offense since Frost has been relieved, and I know Jeff's been in our, our comments here talking about Mark Whipple. Why was Mark Whipple hired? All that he my kicked read, butt for Pitt. Did he, great for he's, Pitt. He's a, he's a good offensive coordinator. He's not a good offensive coordinator with a substandard line and a backup quarterback. And I don't know how many are. But there's another factor too. So I mean, you look at it. It was a marriage with Frost. Simply put, uh, Whipple comes from that Northeast, the origins of the spread offense. If you, if you know anything about the spread, it kind of originated from the Northeast with guys like Leach, guys like Chip Kelly, guys like Mark Whipple. It originated from there. They're from the same tree of offense, Scott Frost and Mark Whipple. And you add in the fact Mark Whipple has previous head coaching experience of his own. He's been around. He's seen it all. It, it was a, a guy that had an offense that was similar enough to Scott's and provided a mentorship to Scott in that part of the job. Now Scott's on the way out, and and this 
marriage between Mickey Joseph and Mark Whipple is not one that was ordained. It's one that you're dealing with now. You know, it's you have to live with what you got. And when I look at Mark Whipple, he does what he does. And that was an offense that was designed for what Scott Frost liked to do. Well. I do what I do. Get the hell out of my office. Mm-hmm. That's what I envision. And whenever I look at what Mark Whipple has done since Scott was relieved, I give it a C minus. Now, if you're a straight A student and you have a C minus in one of your classes, you look at that and you say, that's awful. Better be organic chemistry. <laughs> but what I'll say is Nebraska is not a straight A student. Not right now. Whenever you got C's across the board and you're just trying to graduate, a C minus ain't too shabby. It's enough to win. It's enough to get you that graduation. And you have to figure out what you can do well in that class just to ensure that you graduate. And right now, Mark Whipple is not doing what he needs to do in that class in order to graduate. In order to graduate, Nebraska needs to run the football. They need to find ways to get themselves a numbers advantage in the box. I look at Logan uh, uh, Smothers, and I say, why do you not give the, the threat of the run every single play? Make the defense account for that. That gives you a numbers advantage in the box for Anthony Grant. I just don't think... That, that's what he wants to do. That's what he likes to do. The thing is, is do you want to win football games or not? And I think the past two games should have showed Mark Whipple that Chubba is not your guy to run your offense. That's not the way you're going to graduate. That's not the way you're, you're going to get wins as a football team. You have to do what you're uncomfortable with. If you're a good offensive coordinator, if you've been around the block, you got to start adjusting and, and making things happen, even though if it's not how you like calling your offense. So start calling upon all that experience that you have. I mean, how many years in the coaching industry does he have? 40. 40 plus? Yeah. Are you telling me you've never once had a quarterback run system? You've never seen a quarterback run system? Well, how about you the fact you've never had to go win big ball games or be competitive with a backup or a third a third team quarterback? Between the NFL and college, you've had to experience that. And maybe it's never gone your way. But still, you got to make the change. Email in chris at hailvarsity.com. Chad and Hastings says, by the way, watching Bama, if anyone still wants O'Brien as coach, they should take a breathalyzer. With uh, that uh, running back that they have, they should be rolling over teams. But they've got the same problem as Nebraska, old school pro OC that doesn't want to run the ball unless they have to. Uh, you know, Whipple is so old school, a passing pro-style coach, he doesn't want to run it, even when it's working. Nebraska gets into games with two running plays repped, and then those get stopped in the game. Uh, There's no going back to a different run play. It's drop back and throw it 40 yards. It comes down to preference. It Mm -hmm. comes down to comfort. And you got to be a little bit uncomfortable well, and it, and, it and, comes and, down to what you've been repping all season long i understand the fact good that at what you emphasize your, your and they don't emphasize running the ball you're, yeah in practice all year long i am sure the offense has known our strength is casey thompson to trey palmer or casey thompson to whichever wide receiver it's what uh we can do to make our offensive line look the best it can it's what we do that gives ourselves the best chance to win it's what you're comfortable with not only from your coaching experience but from what you've been running all year long in practice i'm sure but at some point when are you going to say you know what it's not working right now because of the guy we have behind center. And I, as an experienced coach making all this money, need to start figuring out a way to, to bring out the strengths of this guy in a game. And Mark Whipple, to his credit, did it for one drive. The, the strengths of the offense were emphasized for one drive against Minnesota. Minnesota made adjustments. Nebraska never did. Now, is that because Nebraska hasn't been repping these things all year long? Potentially. But you got to figure something out. You, you can't keep slamming your head into a brick wall. That's insane. It is, and I'll play devil's advocate here. He just, he probably just doesn't trust the O-line. 
mm-hmm. to run it when they have to versus when you want to. And I don't think he necessarily uh, trusts getting into that mode of let's be run first. I don't think he wants to, but he needs to be told to. Mm-hmm. And that that has got to happen for for Wisconsin. That's got to happen for Iowa. And you got to get real comfortable with it, hell or high water against Michigan. Because your, your task on national TV, you're on ABC, not because you're three and six, because you're a, you're a monster brand. You're going to see eyeballs. Uh, people will watch that game. It's Michigan. It's Nebraska. And you're going to need to hold on for dear life in that. Okay? I mean, it, it could go downhill real, real quick because of how good they are and, and where you're at. So you better figure out a way to be competitive. And I thought I'd never say this, but give me a little Bill Callahan at USC where you just get out alive and it doesn't look as bad as it could be. We'll get to more of your comments. Hail Varsity continues presented by Currency.